This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. I'm here again with another episode of A Tip from Gilbert. That's talk inspiration and prayer we do this every monday from 11 to 11 45 a.m i just love that song i hope producer i know you can hear it that that song is by dion warwick she's the singer she is whitney houston's cousin and so i guess that you know there's just when music is in the family everything happens miracles happen but the song words are written by burt backrack and hal david the incredible songwriting team that did so many incredible songs uh, at the end, we're going to play a different version of it. So please stay to the very end, listeners. Uh, I think you'll find it quite interesting and quite moving. It always moves me. 11 to 11.45, call in at 832-570-8075. The only way this show works is if you call in, because that's the way we can get some dialogue going. This is your show. So this is Gilbert Garcia, Gilbert Andrew Garcia here, of course, and I have a guest with me. And listen, she's got like the most famous name somehow in the Houston uh, city limits. And so please welcome Miss Holly Flynn Villaseca. Holly, are you there? Ho Holly, I mean, her name is like Hollywood. I'm going to have her say her name in just a second. But she is our HISD school board trustee, district number six. Holly, real quick, how big is your district? District six is a very large district within HISD. Uh, Boundary-wise, we go out from Highway 6, south of the Buffalo Bayou, north side of Westheimer, come, uh, coming in towards Beltway 8, coming in a little bit more towards Gesner, and going down into Piney Point, extending all the way down into Sharpstown and down into Glenshire. It's a large district that I represent, and one of nine in HISD. Are they all this big? Yes, some are even bigger. No kidding. And so how many citizens are in your district? Do you know, or how many how many schools are in your district? I mean, give us some give us some just geography of HISD. How many schools? How many students? How many are in your sort of area? Anything that anything that can help us get a grasp of the size? Absolutely. So HISD, we have two hundred eighty three schools across the entire district. That includes elementary, middle school, school, high school, everything included, and a virtual school that we also have as well. So all schools included, two hundred eighty three. And we also, in District 6, then I have about 30 of those schools that are zoned within District 6 limits. God, that sounds, doesn't that sound huge? It sounds huge to me. So how many, so how many students total again? Uh, close to 200,000. So we're sitting around 197,000, and we're just a little bit shy of our projections for this year, given COVID and everything. And so are we, I don't know, the third biggest district in the country, the fourth biggest? Do we know? What, what are we? We're the largest in the state of Texas, and we are the eighth largest school district in the United States. Holy cow. Well, everyone, you know, Holly's amazing because she, you know, you have kids in the school district. Right? Don't you have a child in the HISD yourself? I do. Um, I absolutely believe in public education. I was educated through a public education system. My husband was as well, and I represent 
a wonderful public education system here in HISD where my son attends kindergarten. Well, tell me this. So when you go back to your life, what did you do before your HISD famous trustee and all those things? What were you doing before? I've been working in the education space for several years, for the last 17, 18 years or so. Come on, you were a teacher or what, what were you? Was, I was a bilingual teacher. No kidding. Serving in HISD. I worked in the south part of Houston at a school called Windsor Village Elementary School. And I taught bilingual pre-K. And then I also served as a kindergarten teacher in a dual language program in Bryan ISDs and then came back to Houston as well. Oh, how wonderful. Aren't, aren't they just beautiful kids at that age? Don't, don't you just want to just squeeze them and hug them, or are they just like fighting, and they're just they're everywhere, and they're just running around? I mean, what's it like being a... That's got to be like one of those hardest jobs I can think of, being a kindergarten teacher. Are you thinking about kindergarten cup? I mean, I mean, right? I mean, kindergarten's got to be difficult, right? No, it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So for many times, it's the first experience that students have with an educator or caretaker outside mm -hmm. of their family or friends. And uh, it's it's wonderful. So you're able to shape them in so many different ways and influence, provide them with some uh, social skills as they're learning. You know, they're sponges at this age, and it's absolutely beautiful to see everything that they can accomplish so young. That, that's a great thing. I don't think enough people realize that, that you had so many great word choices there. I'm just, I can't even quite recall them all. They were so great. But the whole point is you're their first encounter of someone outside mom and dad, really. And so how much you spend time with them and all the things that you do will really set them on a course of their whole life. Um, that's super cool. So let me ask you this. What motivated you to run for HSD? I mean, did someone say, you know what? I think you'd be pretty good for HISD. Or did you say, you know what, we got to have some change around here? Or, or, or what what happened? So first and foremost, um, it starts with a little bit about my life story. You know, I'm the last of six, the first to go to college in my family. I grew up in a, a rural area, not in Texas, but it was uh, something that, uh, you know, my my mother and I, when we were when I was younger, we used to go garage sailing a lot. Right, it was something that we would do on the weekends in the summertime, in the springtime, and once we were on on the other side of town where we would sometimes go, uh, there was uh, an, another lady who was an, also an immigrant in this small community. My mother is from Colombia, and so this lady, her name was also Maria. She was from Poland. Uh, her husband happened to be the common court, uh, um, common police court judge for the county, and. Um, you know, had access to upward social mobility. And so she had a daughter that was a year ahead of me. And everything that Laura was doing, my mom sort of had a built-in mentorship and put me uh, in the same sort of programming and followed, you know, her footsteps. Mm -hmm. And so my outcomes were much different than my siblings' outcomes based on that mentorship, I believe. Very interesting. So the, you were one of six. You were, the, were you the baby? Yeah. And you were the baby, but you were the first-gen college. Yeah. Oh my, what a great, I bet your, your mom must be like so proud of you and right. I mean, come on. Absolutely. I mean, how amazing. So what are your other siblings doing? Do you talk to them often? And you know, what are they doing? They're still back in Ohio and some of them are much older than me. Some of them have kids that are my age. Um, but you know, some of them are starting to retire, but really I, I grew up in, in what, um, has come to be known as the Rust Belt of America. So there was a lot of industry jobs, um, factory jobs. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, many of them went to 
to go on to to work in at at U.S. Gypsum or my father worked at Standard Products until it shut down in the early 90s. Um, That was what a lot of the people in the community did until those jobs started depleting. Mm -hmm. And so and then uh, my other siblings um, ended up marrying younger, you know, and had kids that, like I said, that are my age. I understand. (laughs) I I know that dynamic. My my uncle was uh, one year older than my oldest brother. You know, my brother Roland. My my uncle's one year older than him. So I certainly understand. Well, tell me this. So then so then you're here. You go to school here. You're a teacher. But when did you have your moment that said, you know what? I'm going to run. So I've had uh, I've had a lot of inspiration over my years. Right. I've seen my mother as a very strong figure and my upbringing, obviously. Right. And doing anything that she could do to be able to make ends meet and to make things work in our household. Um, I, you know, also when I was a teacher here on the front lines in HISD, a lot of my families that I worked with, I identified that in myself. And you mean first generation, that sort of thing. Exactly. And then just, um, working multiple jobs, Mm -hmm. trying to make ends meet, figuring out a system that can be pretty complicated. We have great options, but it's a big school district. And so what's next after pre-K? Why is pre-K so important? Why is kindergarten so important? What are some of the options that you have within your community schools? Uh, what What options do you have in a choice program or a magnet program or other than that, you know? And so the educational piece, trying to help um, parents understand early on different pathways and to be thinking about that already. Um, if, you know, your community school isn't the pathway for you, although it should be your first pathway. Mm-hmm. And so uh, being able to sort of see that work, being able to see um, work in different school districts. And and then after I was a teacher, I supported teachers across HISD and other school districts as well to be able to see the dynamic um, between leadership, uh, families, teachers, one neighborhood to the next, the uniqueness between all of that, but also, you know, looking at, at a way where it's important to welcome everybody, to understand individual pathways for our students and families, and to be able to bring light to that, you know, at a micro level, but now as a trustee at a macro level. And so, again, that coupled with my um, with my upbringing, right, and understanding that there are there is work to be done in this, you know, we're we're striving towards equity, equity. We're striving towards addressing disparities. Um, but what can we do to make sure that, again, that the information that's communicated is clear, and that we build a system that really meets the need of every child, and that everybody can aspire to uh, meet their potential. But but, but when did you just say, you know what? <laughs> I think I want to be a trustee. I mean, there had to have been a moment. There had, there was a moment. And like, did your husband say, "Wait a minute, I didn't sign up for that"? Wait, he goes, say, "Wait a minute, I, I, I thought you were, you know, a kindergarten teacher." I mean, what? Tell us about that. There, there was a moment. I mean, I had been um, looking at a way to be involved politically, probably since two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Um, you know, it. it I had been looking at it. Well, you, but sure, I was you sure accomplished that, didn't you? <laughs> I was waiting for for the opportune moment, I guess yeah. you could say, to sort of to figure out really, you know, when. But sometimes there isn't just an opportune moment. Something opens up, right? right. And so in my case, um, the trustee that was my predecessor before me, he actually stepped down with one year left on his term. Hmm. And so um, I was living, and I still live out in, in District 6, right? You have to live in your, your trustee district to represent that trustee district. And I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> Maybe that's, that's, this is the time. So I applied. 
uh, there was an appointment process and nine people applied at the time and I was one of three that was selected for an interview by the Board of Education and actually had been selected and so I oh, jumped right wonderful. into that work um, back in January of 2017. So you've been now a trustee for four years. Four, yeah, almost five. Almost five years. Yep. Well, we're going to come back to that in a moment. But I want to ask you this. Someone told me once something about if you don't reach a child by age something, their minds are already sort of developed. But in other words, you got to get to them when they're young, really young, like pre-K, K, first, second. Is that true? I mean, it is you true. know what I'm talking about? There's sort of these studies that say you got to get these kids early. Absolutely. There's lots of research of the importance of getting uh, kids into our school system early, despite the laws in Texas say kids don't have to be in school until they're age seven. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, pre-K and early childhood education wasn't even fully funded. Um, so that is that right? Yeah. Yes. Holy cow. Ladies and gentlemen in Houston, did y'all know that? Because I didn't know that. We need to fund that somehow because think of all those kids by the time they're seven or eight, they're already sort of shaped and or and, and this is a rude thing to say, they could be behind. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that just gives us more urgency behind behind the cause, making sure that we continue to expand our pre-K early childhood programming um, inside of HISD, possibly partnering with some other providers as well as part of a, a network. But we do, we need to make sure that our students are able to get get to us early and stay with us early. Heck we need to make yeah. sure that they're reading because there's also data that says if they're not reading or if they um, don't pass first grade, there are there could be lifelong uh, predictive predicaments later on. You right? know, I know we have a call real quick. Hold that thought because that's real important. I want to I want to bring on. We have a caller. Go ahead and send the caller through. Is this Pastor Campbell? This is Pastor Campbell. Mr. Pastor Campbell, how are you, my friend? It's such a pleasure to have you on the radio show. And I don't know how much you know about our show, but it's called Gilbert Andrew Garcia's A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. And we have it every Monday, of course. So, Pastor, thank you for being with us. Tell us, how are things going with you, and how are things going with the church? Uh, things, are, things are going well, and, and, and things are going well with me. And uh, our, our church... Uh, is punch Am I coming through all right? You, you're kind of spotty, but keep going there, Pastor. I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, but I'd be curious to know, number one, let everybody know where your beautiful church is, and then again, what's been going on with COVID? And I do want you to know we have a one of our guests here, in case you have a question for her. Her name is Holly Flynn Villaseca. She's one of our HISD school board members. But go ahead there, Pastor. Okay. We've been doing a uh, well uh been hindered a little by COVID or anything else, and we back up with culinary measures. And uh, God has blessed us in the midst of it all. We, like everybody else, lost loved ones, lost church members, and the COVID, and but we are still uh, trusting in the. You did lose church members, Pastor. Yes. Uh, breaks my heart just to even hear such a thing. You know, this disease is dreadful. Before you tune off, I'm going to ask you to say a prayer for Houston because, and, and, and America in the world, Pastor, because this is such an extraordinary time. Um, but, Pastor, let me ask you this. I always ask, you know, I try to have a guest every 
show, you know, a pastor to really bless us all. Let me let me ask you, Pastor, how long have you been a pastor? I've been a pastor six years. I'm sorry, how long? 26. 26 years. And does it seem like 26 years or does it seem like yesterday? I always ask people because, you know, my wife, whenever they ask her, well, when they ask me how long I've been married, I say 23 years and I say, golly, it seems like yesterday. And they ask my wife and she says, golly, it's been 23 years and it seems like 23 years. And I don't know what that means, Pastor, but it means something. So did time fly for you? It, it has fly me not only with pastors, but uh, in life in general, you know, I can, it was just the other day I was coming out of high school. And now it's been 41 years. My goodness, Pastor. Well, let me ask you this. How do you remember the day the Lord called you? I do. It was a process. It was a process because I did not want to do it. I had a knowing that what he wanted me to do. And so I was not to hear him. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I needed the call. Well, Pastor, that's that's amazing. Think of all the lives you've touched. Sometimes I think when someone says, well, it was a process, I think, does that mean you were saying, Lord, not me? I mean, is it me, Lord? You remember like Moses, me, Lord? Uh, yeah. I mean, Pastor, that's that's amazing. Well, it'd be wonderful if I could ask you to please send us a blessing to all of Houston. You are on live radio. You're on every single podcast, Facebook, you name it, YouTube. I, I can't even remember what they all are, Pastor, but you're on all of them. And this is KWWJ, of course, Keep Walking with Jesus, 96.9 FM and 1360 AM. So a lot of people are listening. Would you just send a prayer out to all of us in Houston to just have the courage and the strength to get through this COVID? And, you know, like anything else, Pastor, I, I never want to tell people what's best for them. But golly, people out there listening, go talk to your doctor about getting vaccinated. Go talk to your doctor. Don't get caught up in all the politics and the reading the Internet. Do what's best for you and talk to your doctor. So, Pastor, would you please send us a prayer? Certainly. Father God, we trusting in on you. Lord, Father, we realize that there's no other help. Father, we pray that you would bless our hearts and our minds that we be geared towards our Holy Spirit to lead and guide us every way that we go and we should say how we should react. Father, we pray now that you bless Houston and we pray that the entire world. We realize that COVID is not necessarily a problem. Disobedience. Lord, we pray that you would bless us to be obedient, bless us to be loving and kind toward one another. Because your word has declared that we would turn from our ways into your face, that you would heal the land. And Lord, we pray now that you heal the land, Lord, now that you would bless each and every minister that stands behind the pulpit and that outreach land, that we would do things with love and compassion toward one another. Then, Lord, we pray for the give, but Lord, we the videos, this podcast, that it would reach somebody's heart. And Lord, bless them to be able to understand better purpose of our life. 
And Lord, we always pray for a place in your kingdom that where you are also. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Pastor, we thank you for that beautiful prayer. And Pastor, we'll have you back again. So amen and keep doing the Lord's work, as they say. Anytime. Let me know. I, I love you and I all of you. Thank you, Pastor. Houston, that's Pastor Campbell, of course, with that beautiful prayer. And we're, of course, back here with Miss Holly Flynn Villaseca. Uh, Holly, give us your full name and, and say it with feeling and fervor like you do. <laughs> I'll add a couple names to that, Add too. those names. Come on. <laughs> Holly Maria Flimbilaseca Aveses Ocampo. <laughs> That's like the most beautiful name I've ever heard. I mean, I know I can't spell it. You know, if, if you were on one of those SAT things where you were filling out your name, that would take up m more of the boxes. There's there not enough boxes, but I think that's beautiful. Let's go back to something. Somehow, Holly, and I'm going to hit you with a hard question. Somehow, HISD seems to always, I don't know, get, it's like the punching bag somehow. R right? Am I right? Do you ever feel that? Of course, that's probably not a fair question. But somehow, everyone wants to say, well, there it is, HISD, the schools, the schools. I know there's a lot of good things going on with HISD, you see? And ladies and gentlemen, we always focus on, oh, this is negative and this is not right. But, you know, there's a lot of good going on in the world. And there's a lot of good going on in this city. And there's a lot of good going on at HISD. And these workers at HISD, whether it's the teachers, whether it's custodians, the librarians, the food service workers, they're all doing this. This is like a, a labor of love, right? So tell us about, you know... What's your view of all that? I mean, and, and there's a lot of good happening at HISD. So tell us about it. Absolutely. And speaking of labor of love, one of the things that I, I didn't address earlier, when I was a teacher in HISD, I had a second job in the evening. Mm. Right? And I know a lot of our staff um, have second jobs to make ends meet. And that's another one of the things that motivates me because since I've been on the board, we've consistently increased pay for all of our staff across the board. Amen. We need to continue to do that and find a sustainable way of doing that uh, within our budget. But we're looking at that. That's a priority for this board. This board is made up of many educators and have a heart for making sure that, again, that our students are taken care of and making sure that our employees that take care of our students, everybody, everybody, custodial workers, uh, school bus drivers, teachers, teacher aides, everybody that lifts up the schools and our students uh, deserve to be paid for what they do and so we're competitive as well that's great i have a teacher friend and you know what she was telling me she goes gilbert you know what you think school ends at 3 30 or whatever time it was she goes but i'm working till seven o'clock at night she goes i'm grading papers i'm talking to parents and she said and this really broke my she goes and sometimes i have to use my own money to buy the supplies that i need for the classroom is that something you hear i mean i, I was just like what Yes, yes, and and sometimes, especially in the younger grades too, because there's a lot of stuff. hers is a younger <laughs> hers is a younger grade. I think they're like five year olds or six year olds. Hers is a younger grade. Yep. So we're working on that, and we're committed, and we're working with our new superintendent house. Tell us about the superintendent. Okay, so and that's the, good news. Yeah. We, were you, know? you were you on the search committee? Absolutely, all of us were. Uh, the full board was involved. The full board. The full board was involved in that. So we didn't even have a designated committee. We were all hands on deck and making sure that. Uh, we went through a national search process to be able to bring on who we hired unanimously, which is Superintendent Millard House II, who came in from Tennessee. Oh, great. Well, tell us about him. I think we have another caller. We may see this what this question is here in a second, but tell us about him real quick. 
And is he meeting your expectations? I know it's only been a couple of months, but what do you think? Absolutely. So, yeah, it's been a couple of months. And I invite you, there are still some listen and learn sessions that he's going across all of HISD. This week is, I believe, the last week, possibly next week. Um, I'll invite you to Sharpstown oh, on yeah, Friday night. Please. And so tell, tell you know, do we have a caller? Let's send this caller through. Okay, go ahead. Uh, do we have a caller there? Is there a Brittany on that line? Yes, it is. Go Good ahead, morning. Brittany. What you got for us there? Good morning to you. You're on a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer with Miss Holly Flynn Villaseca. What do you got for us? Well, I just have a couple of questions as a concerned parent. I have kids in the HISD system, and I'm one of the parents that kind of do research before sending them to school. But the less fortunate kids that have no um, guidance or aren't interested in the four-year universities after graduation, what vocational programs does HISD have to offer them? Very good, Brittany. That's We thank you for that question. Holly, what do we got? And one of the things, uh, uh, earlier I had a show, I don't recall now when because, you know, I just don't remember when, but it was not that long ago I had Mr. Paul Puente of all the trade, uh, um, the trade unions and all the trade schools, and I took a tour of the trade schools myself. Fantastic. And these are great paying jobs. So tell, let's answer the question. What's going on for those kids that somehow maybe, you know, a four-year college degree is not for them, but how can they continue to be productive citizens, have a great life, and provide for their families? And what's HISD doing in that regard? Absolutely. HISD is one of the, the school districts in the state of Texas that um, adopted early the early college high schools. So we have partnerships with HCC. Um, in several parts of the, the community where our students are actually able to get an associate's degree while they're working through school, and it's a little bit non-traditional. So that's something that we're so proud of. So you're a student in high school somewhere, mm-hmm. and you are getting credit and doing stuff with HCC at the same time. That's fantastic. We also have opportunities where um, where you can go and take dual credit uh, through, I can speak to Sharpstown High School. Okay. So they have a partnership with the University of Texas, and so it's called an on-ramps program. And so you're getting dual credit as you're sitting in Sharpstown High School, but you're getting college credit as well. At, for UT? For UT. Wow. Yep. Keep going, keep going. Yep. Uh, we also have other opportunities. Um, uh, there's Barbara Jordan High School as well, where we have a career and tech opportunities and we're looking at expanding we're going to see what uh, superintendent house is is looking at for his strategic plan which is supposed to come to us uh, in late october but we know that p-tech schools which provides uh students there's a lot of that in dallas what's, what's a p-tech what's p-tech, p-tech are, uh, provide and there's one in a leave right so we're looking at how we can uh hopefully be able to expand and offer some of that and because our district is so big right mm-hmm. um in different corners or quadrants of our community as well so p-tech offers the opportunity for kids to get certified and some of these uh, some of these different technical careers as they're going through school and it's a little bit more of a non-traditional setting like welding or mm-hmm. air conditioning H-back. electrician oh wow yep 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 so we have it in some areas but we need to look at how we offer that across the city as we know HISD is big but we have lots of options those options are information is available online we have a choice department a school choice what's department. the website where can people find out about all this um, www.houstonisd.org okay and if you put in uh, choice or magnet or 
different programs, you should be able to find that information. We also have a phone number um, that's on the website that you okay. can call as well. But it's important. We need to offer options. We need to make sure that we're meeting the demands of what the, the, the jobs are and that our students are engaged in so many different ways. And so offering non quote unquote non-traditional opportunities but get them well you know paying jobs afterwards and certified is extremely important well let me go back to uh, super did we have a call there okay let's put it through uh yesenia are you there hi hello yes. you are talking with gilbert a tip from gilbert i'm the gilbert talk inspiration and prayer every monday and take case you didn't know with miss holly glenn villaseca who's of course our hisd trustee do you have a question for us Yes, I do have a question for Holly. Go ahead. Um, so I know that there are a lot of students that had a hard time last year having to go to school remotely and they fell behind. Um, my son, for example, fell behind in science, science last year and he was uh, doing remote uh, schooling. So now that they're back in school and sort of missed that chance to fully learn the curriculum last year, um, what are the schools currently doing to make sure that they're caught up to their current grade levels expectations? Very good. And if you could weave into that, thank you, Cindy, for that great question. If you could weave into that, what's going on with uh, COVID protocols right now? So tell us, Holly. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for calling in, Yesenia. Um, so, yeah, last year was a difficult year for for all of us, um, and it's still ongoing, you know. And so the thing that we really need to address and that we are prioritizing, board and superintendent, is making sure that there are adequate resources. We've had some relief funds uh, from the federal government and making sure that, that all of our students are able to, um, to be able to, to be successful to accelerate their learning given potential learning loss over the last course of the last 18 months or so. ATISD, did, we were one of the school districts that went back. Um, we offered the option for, for parents and guardians for students to go back face to face as early as October 16th of last year. Oh, no kidding. So you could stay virtual or you could go face to face. And what did it, people do? Um, most most of, people. a lot of the elementary students stayed virtual and a lot of the secondary students were um, face to face. But it was about, um, I think, 60% or so overall were, were virtual. So going back to her question, if there are people who, I'm going to use her term, you know, fall behind how do they make it up or how do they sort of then get back where they need to get so to speak so we're looking at um there there are some plans that are available online that you can see how the district is allocating the funds one of the things that we're doing is three to one tutoring after three to one um so three students to one teacher or tutor after school to be able to have really really small targeted instruction for students um, again, most of it's happening after school, um, but there's also ways where there's, where s schools are are able to look at the need locally because some of the money has passed through to the schools, especially in this decentralized system that we have, right. <clears throat> to, to provide additional supports in each classroom. Very good. Now, I have a lot more for you, but before we do, I've got to be able to say this. So we have an election this year. I want to make sure everyone knows. So explain this election are how many HISD positions up? So there are nine trustees right. on the Board of Education, 
And five of the nine are up for re-election. This November. This November. Not much is on the ballot. Yeah, why Why is that? Is there is there, any... there was a shift um, with the city and the terms. There was a change several years back. So there's nothing that coincides with HISD except, you know, if there's any special issues or something coming. Yeah. So it's just HISD and HCC trustee as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen out there in Houston, I don't know if you know there's an election, but there's an election, and it's an important one. So whenever people say you got to register to vote and all those sorts of things, well, guess what? you got to register and vote because this is for our young people, the seed corn of society, right? And so they can still register to vote, right? Is I, I don't know exactly when that cutoff is, but early vote begins when? Early voting is starting... Soon, I mean, we have October nineteenth to October twenty eighth is early voting. October nineteenth to October twentieth is early voting, and then election day is November second. And election day is November second. Okay, and vote by mail, of course, as and, well. All right, and obviously you're running. I am. I'm up for re-election this year. Very, very good. Well, let's keep going. Well, but that's a lot of work, though, right? I mean, and y'all, it's, I know I should know this, but you're up for election. Every four years? Every four years. So wow. we have our terms are four years long. And then in a couple years down the road, the other four trustees would their spot they would be up for reelection as well. And, and so there's like a cycle and some people have a different cycle. It's a staggered cycle. I see. Well let's go back to something. Um, go back to Superintendent House. It's house, right? Yep. Um, this strategic plan. And how can citizens hear about it? In other words, when he is he gonna present it to all of y'all on the board? He will. He's working on it right now. And then, so right now, citizens can become involved by going to a listen and learn session that Superintendent House is having in each trustee member district across the city. And yours having one Friday, you said? Friday, October 1st at 5.30 p.m. at Sharpstown High School. So, so everyone, Sharpstown High School... This Friday at 5.30? At 5.30. And he's going to be taking input or he's going to start telling you what it's going to be? He's doing some input right now. So he's really wants to get feedback from the community, especially on some priority areas and some things that you would like to see as a community in the schools. What would you like to see more of? Um, thoughts around some of the specific programming. But he's taking all of that feedback and he's incorporating into what's going to be priorities as part of the strategic plan. I am, as a board member, extremely excited about that because he's going to be rolling that out or presenting it to us. And there will be a time, too, I'm sure, when there can be feedback after we see the plan as well right. um, to, for citizens to come to a board meeting to talk. Um, but right now, if you want your input now, so he has that in his back pocket as he's analyzing sort of what the trends are across the community for our schools I would invite you to attend that one. And there are other ones that are happening as well, but I can speak to Sharpstown. That's in District 6. Excellent, excellent. So let me ask you this. So if I'm a citizen, because I am a citizen, um, and I want to know about this plan, do you? Uh, this is a silly question, but are your meetings broadcast on the municipal channel and everything? They are. So they're Facebook Live. They're and, Facebook Live. And they're live. also on the TV. And they're on the TV. What What's the Facebook Live? Do you recall that Facebook? If, I can I can pull it up. Okay, pull it up. I'm just curious, just for everyone to know. So when he presents the strategic plan, he's going to do it to all of you on the board. That's right. So then, hopefully, citizens, let's all watch and listen and 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 see what we think about it. And then, of course, is he going to go on a road trip to get feedback, or are you, as the trustees, going to get feedback from the your citizens in your district? At this point, what's the plan? Oh, we don't know yet. 
Uh, yeah, at this point, it's to be determined because I, I know he's he's accelerating all of this, you know, as part of getting it through at the end, by the end of October because we're going to have budget discussions starting as early as November, and so we want to have that in place, right, or have an understanding of what the priorities are so that they they measure up with the priorities of the budget, which measure up with the school board goals that we approved as part of our governance framework last year. What's the budget? Do you recall? Yeah, it's it's over $2 billion. Come it's on. $2.1 That is a staggering sum of money. Do you know that's got to be almost half the Houston city budget, right? It's almost half the city budget. Wow. And so how many employees are there with HISD? Do you we recall? have about 27,000 employees. Wow. What an incredible responsibility you have. And you know what? That is the Lord's work. Talk about the Lord's work. Uh, as Pastor Campbell was talking about earlier, that's incredible. And so as a trustee, are y'all volunteers? We are. We're elected, but this is but volunteer volunteers. work. Absolutely. My goodness. Well, let me tell you, as they say, I feel like I'm, I'm talking to a Marine. Thank you for your service, right? Isn't that what they say? Thank you for your service. Well, we, we have a few minutes. I just want to remind all of our listeners a couple of things, um, because this is a tip from Gilbert. I am Gilbert, as they say. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. It's every Monday from 11 to 11.45 here on KWWJ. Keep walking with Jesus. And that's 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. And we're on Spotify, Facebook, Google Podcasts. You name it, we're on it. Please call in at 832-570-8075. And we do have a email address if you want to write something to me. If you have a song you want to hear, that's a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. Earlier, we started with that beautiful song, What the World's Needs Now is Love, and we talked a little bit about that. I'm just going to go through some of these words because it just strikes me. And what's interesting, Hal David said that it took him two years to write the song, but he had all the melodies and everything, and he just couldn't come up with those final words. And the final words he was looking for was, Lord, we don't need another mountain. That was the hook that he needed to get the whole song a-going. When he says, Lord, we don't need another mountain. There are mountains and hillsides enough to climb. There are oceans and rivers enough to cross, enough to last till the end of time. And then it goes, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. In a moment, I'm going to play the Tom Clay version, but I want to, and, and it has some very powerful news clips and so if we offend anybody we apologize in advance but it moved me someone mentioned it to me the other day and I thought to myself I need to play that I want to give Holly the last word because she's incredible it really is an extraordinary amount of work to be a trustee on HISD and she has her own family she walks the walk as they say doesn't just talk the talk she has her own child and HISD. So Holly, I'm going to give you the last word. And again, once again, I, so it's easy for you. I'll say it. So she's running for re-election. November 2nd is election day. I'm sure she's collecting campaign contributions and all those things. Early vote again is October 19th through 28th. Holly, you have the last word. Hey, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be on the show today. I really appreciate the the callers that called in uh, wanting to, to get some answers about their students that are in our public school system, what we can continuously do to make sure that we have and offer a strong educational system in every corner of, this, of the community for every single student, every single day. That's why I'm here. I'm here to serve students. I'm here to serve families. And I'm excited to uh, seek another term as, as your school board member. 
Well, let's hit that song. Key up, Mr. Producer. And by the way, Holly is www.holly, H-O-L-L-Y, for F-O-R-H-I-S-D.com. And you can RSVP for anything. She's there at info at holly4isd.com. This is Tom Clay. Please enjoy it. It's, it's a beautiful song. I don't know what decoration is. Uh, what is bigotry? I don't know what bigotry is. What does uh, hatred mean? I don't know what it is. Uh, what is uh, prejudice? Um, I think it's when somebody's sick. program to bring you a special bulletin. Dallas, Texas. The Flash, apparently official. President John F. Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live. No one can be certain who next will suffer from some senseless act of bloodshed. Shot. Richard Johnson has a hold of a man who apparently 
has fired the shot. Get the gun. Get the gun. Get the gun. Stay away from the gun. His hand is frozen. Take a hold of his thumb and break it if you have to. Get his thumb. All right. That's it, Raper. Get it. Get the gun, Raper. Hold him. Hold him. We don't want another Oswald. Like it or not, we live in times of danger and uncertainty. That is the way he lived. That is what he leaves us. My brother need not be idealized or enlarged in death beyond what he was in life. Be remembered simply as a good and decent man who saw wrong and tried to right it, saw suffering and tried to heal it, saw war and tried to stop it. Those of us who loved him and who take him to his rest today pray that what he was to us, what he wished for others, will someday come to pass for all the world. As he said many times in many parts of this nation, those he touched and who sought to touch him some men see things as they are and say why. I dream things that never were and say why not. Segregation is. Uh, what is bigotry? I don't know what bigotry is. What does uh, hatred mean? I don't know what it is. Uh, what is uh, prejudice? Um, I think it's when somebody's sick. I gotta tell you how I love that song. Every time I hear that song. It just gives me chills. And, of course, that was a different time. It was a time of war. It was the 70s with all these incredible, horrible, in the 60s, uh, assassinations and things. But, you know, what's interesting is here we are today, and there's just so much discourse, so much negativity, and people don't like each other in Austin. They don't like each other in Washington. And it's there's just all this meanness and fighting about masks and you know, if there's a time that what the world needs now is love, it's now, right? I mean, it's somehow um, we're back to that time where we just need people to understand each other and work together, and we just need love back. So everyone who listens to that, be good to someone out there. You know, give them a hug, and there's always something good to talk about. Don't just focus on the negativity. Again, HISD has been one of those things where people just say, oh, if there's something bad, oh, it's HISD. If, and there's the city's this, it's HISD. Companies don't move here, it's HISD. But you know what? That's us. HISD is us, right? So we got to work together and support people like Holly who are doing these things to really turn things around. And y'all really turn the corner. What's your view? Absolutely. We can't forget that 
Based on the state's accountability system, our district is an 88% high B-rated district, one of the highest performing urban districts in the state of Texas. Say that again, because how come people don't know that? I can't even say it. 88% high B performing. That sounds good to me. It's very good. We outperform Dallas ISD. We outperform some of our neighbors here in the Houston Region 4 area as well. We outperform Fort Worth ISD. And how come that doesn't get out, Holly? You know what? We need to put out the good word. We need to put out the good word. And you know what? And it starts with all of you out there listening. Put out the good word. We got to get the information out to the people to know. And even if we weren't so high, the point is we can't afford to give up. We've got to work hard. We need people like Holly because she's devoting her whole life to this thing. What else? There's other good things. Tell us other good things. We have dynamic schools, dynamic programs, dynamic educators who, despite some of these different things that we've been challenging, Hurricane Harvey, the freeze, the freeze, the pandemic, all of these things, we have persisted. We have stuck through, true and through, you know, to and through with our students and making sure that we're delivering upon our promise of us quality public education for all of our students. Can you imagine if all you had to do was just teach young people? I forgot about So we had Harvey, the pandemic, the freeze. I mean, God bless all everyone with HISD and everyone involved, those 27,000 employees that make this city work. You want to give a last word there, Holly, and let everybody know in, in uh, Cyber World and Facebook and everything else, um, you're running, why they should vote for you. You have my vote, of course, but why they should vote for you. Hey, it's it's incredibly important to have somebody that's of experience. I've been doing this work, this job for the last four and a half years. And, a t- and an educator to boot for another 15, 20 years. Absolutely. I've been on the front lines. You've heard my life story a little bit, why it's so important, why it's so important to have a quality education. It was a game changer in my life. We need to make sure that all of our students have that opportunity as well. And so I work tireless, tirelessly for our students first and for our staff that support our students. And I hope to have your support here uh, this next run, uh, you know, starting uh, at October 19th through October 28th for early voting and on Election Day, November 2nd. It's incredibly important to have good representation here uh, of a, a local governmental entity that looks out for our students and also for our, our taxpayers as well. And everyone out there, remember out there in the community, you know, it's going to be a low turnout because there's not a lot of sort of what people consider a big uh, – positions on the ballot the president's not on the ballot the governor's not on the ballot the mayor's not on the ballot so in other words we got to go out and vote right it's an enormous budget it's two point and change billion there's twenty seven thousand employees there's all these two hundred thousand kids so make sure you vote this is a tip from gilbert i'm your host gilbert andrew garcia this is talk inspiration and prayer we are here every monday from 11 to 11 45 you can call in anytime 832-570-8075 during the show it's the only way the show works is if you call in with questions and if you want to write write me at a tip from gilbert at gmail.com so we are signing off Thank you again for another episode. Holly, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Gilbert. I appreciate the opportunity. Perfect. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 1145 
at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then.